Kim's our children's director, and she's going to share some things about the kids' ministry for a few minutes, and then we're going to... Jason stuck me <clears throat> at the very end when everyone just wants to go. Um, but hopefully Vinny's song woke everybody up and you're awake. Um, just a few things. Worship kind of gets their time up here and prayer team kind of gets their time up here. And all our kids are down below. And sometimes I, I don't want them to be forgotten down there. So I'm going to have some time up here a few times during the year. Um, we're really excited. We have a new curriculum. We are starting with toddler and pre-K. And um, we started it last week. And you'll see some new things going on in the hallway. If you don't usually go to the kids' hallway, you should go down and give it a look. This week, uh, month is Bubbles of Thanks, and we're asking everybody in the church, parents, kids, and other adults, to fill out bubbles of things they are thankful for and hang them on the wall. Um, so if you want to do that, make sure you do that with your kids, too, as a parent, if you haven't done that. And if you're not kid-related, go down there anyway, and we want that hall filled with bubbles of thanks. Um, there's also down there a sign that says seven scientifically proven, because we're Americans and we like things that are scientifically proven, benefits of gratitude. And I love how science always proves the Bible. It does. Everything that's in the Bible, that science proves that this is the best thing and gratitude is good for you. Read those seven benefits. Um, okay, but that's not why I'm up here. This is why I'm up here. First slide, please. Yeah, oh, it's up there. Two-thirds of our younger generation by the time they hit their 20s will decide not to follow God. We have about 40 kids here at 6'8". So that means by the time they're in their 20s, 27 of them will decide not to follow God. Because that statistic is churched kids. 27 of our kids that you see in this congregation in their 20s, if they're going by that statistic will not want to follow God anymore. Um, the reasons are varied, and I'm not going to get into like all the reasons. They think some of the top two are that church isn't relevant, it's not really answering my questions, and the second bigger reason is they just don't like it. They feel like church is divisive, and they feel like church is judgmental, and they feel like it's like a business. Can I have slide two, please? The big question is, how are we at 6-8 not going to do that statistic? I don't want that statistic to be true here. I don't want any of those kids, any of those 40, to walk away from God. Now, that's a huge question, and I'm only up here for a couple more minutes. So I'm just going to focus on one thing. Could we have slide three, please? <clears throat> verse that you might have heard, hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your strength. These commandments that I give you today are to be on your hearts. Impress them on your children. Talk about them when you sit at home, and when you walk along the road, when you lie down, and when you get up. I want to focus on three words in that verse. Can anyone guess what three words I want to focus on? Raise your hand. Anybody want to get a guess? Yeah. No, that's only one word, Jamie. <laughs> Liam. <laughs> no. No. Joe. Nope. 
No. No. Sophie. No. Oh, man. No. 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 I guess I have to tell you. <laughs> Hear, O Israel. Hear, O Israel. This is Moses talking to the tribe of Israel before they're going to go in the promised land. He is not talking to the parents. He's talking to the whole tribe. Impress on your children. It's our job. It's the church's job. Now, parents primarily, yes, it's your job. But it's also the community's job. All right? You know that you've heard the thing of it takes a village, right? We're the village. I don't want your kid's village to be their sports team. I don't want your kid's village to be the neighborhood. I don't want your kid's village to be their club or their school. I want the church to be their village because we have the right answers. All right? Um, And culture, culture is always going to have better programs Culture, oh, they have better music generally. You know, they have better everything. They can do everything better. But you know what I mean, right? (laughs) But I think the church has better love, better relationships, and better community. That's what we're better at. And that's what we can become better here at 6-8. Can I have slide four, please? So cultivating intergenerational relationships is one of the most important ways in which effective faith communities, effective faith communities, by the way, are developing flourishing faith in both young and old. That's David Kinneman, president of the Barna Group, who's done a lot of statistics on this. Um, Relationships at church, so your kids with another trusted adult, um, offer a safe place for your kids to talk about faith and to feel like they belong, and to have others besides their parents who believe in them. Now, again, no one will influence a child more than their parents, but a parent is not the only influence a child needs. Here's another statistic. Within that church group, teens with at least one significant adult relationship had a 28% more likely chance to stay in church. If they had more than five significant adult relationships in their church, the number goes up to 46% more likely chance that they're going to stay in church and not leave. So it's important. Relationships in church are important. Um, Because kids need more than just their parent all saying the same thing. And I know parents are sitting there saying, yes, 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 yes. Because I'm a parent too. Now, here's the thing. Most churches wait until high school to do this, right? So they put all these cool people in charge of their um, the high school kids, and they develop relationships. But what I'm saying is our kids need that before they get high school. Because when kids have these important issues that they're not going to talk to their parents about, They need somebody that's already there, that already knows them. They need these people before they get high school. 
So that person's already there when the big question comes. Now, some of you are already doing this. Um, Keep going. Yay. Be consistent. It's important to the future faith of that child. For those of us who maybe uh, don't really know many of the kids in here very well, how do you start? Get to know a kid. Um, Maybe a kid in your community group, in your circle of friends, or maybe when you're teaching um, in our kids' ministry downstairs. The other thing I'd like to encourage, too, is if you're teaching in the kid ministry downstairs and you develop a relationship with a child or a couple kids, move up with them. You start with them in toddlers, and they move to pre-K, become a pre-K teacher. As they move to lower elementary, become a lower elementary, and keep with those kids and keep that consistency and that relationship going. Um, Know what matters to that kid. What does that kid like? What do they like to do? What do they like to eat? When's their birthday? Um, Invite yourself into their world with parental permission, of course. But if they have a big dance that they're in, go see the dance. Or it's a big soccer game, go to their soccer game. Um, Go to their birthday party if you're invited. Uh, Things like that. Pray. Pray for them. And partner with the parent. Hey, is there anything I can be praying for, for your kid? Is there anything going on I should know about? Um, But partner with the parents. And the last thing is um, what happens so often in churches is kids go to college. We have college students here. Uh, They go to college and everyone kind of forgets about them. And college is the most important time. That's when the big transitions take place, and they really need their faith community behind them even more, still cheering for them and having a relationship with them. So lastly, I just want to say I don't want that 2740 thing to be true for our church. Let's defy the odds. We should not have two-thirds of our kids. I want all of our kids choosing faith when they're in their 20s still. Thanks.